Hello, you beautiful Americans. Hi, oh, gorgeous. Perry? Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. We uh, we have our another fine American guest on today. Finally. Perry, I love guests. I do, too. I guess. One of our One of our listeners listens to us frequently. Actually, I, I think I guarantee you were the first one to, like, turn our, pod, our last episode on because you were like... <laughs> What was it? You showed up about yeah. 10 minutes after we, we were done yeah, with we uploading f- it. We finished recording, uploaded it, and then about 10 minutes later, you're like, your podcast really good today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, That's fucking awesome. I saw it pop up, and then I started listening to it. I'm like, this was from today. <laughs> like, yeah. Right now. Which is okay. why I stopped by. I've been mouth-watering on this coffee right now. I haven't even tried it yet because yeah. I've just been antsing. So, Perry, tell us a little bit about this coffee. Mm-hmm. So, this is... A nice Yemen coffee roasted in Colfax um, by Purpose Roasters. And uh, I'm part of a coffee flight, and every month I get two bags from him. Yeah. So um, this month he actually did both of them as Yemen. One of the birthplaces of coffee actually is Yemen. Uh So it's right by Ethiopia. Similar climate, um, obviously war-torn kind of nasty place people die trying to get their coffees out sometimes or oh wow oh my gosh and a lot of their coffees on some stuff i've um some books i've read that it just gets all lumped into one great big bundle of crap that goes to folgers and maxwell house and oh yeah places like that so it's hard to get specialty coffee right which is what this is so this one's a real dark chocolatey it's supposed to have some fruit i'm not getting a whole lot of fruit on it but definitely getting the chocolate and that's one thing like you can tell like you've made me coffee before and like we read the you tell me the notes of what we should expect in there and i get it every time you make coffee like when i make coffee i'm like coffee and caffeine that's what i've got (laughs) it's not burnt so i'm doing okay Uh (laughs) see that's like and i i mean you brought me into like cigars mostly other than like cheap gas station cigars (laughs) and then (laughs) the the more you smoke cigars you get get a palate you start picking up more flavors and coffee is the same way and this is like completely knocking my socks off right now this is kind of makes you want to go back to good coffee again it does yeah i got a keurig (laughs) i try to have that effect on people yeah you're you're doing a good job there no that's fantastic that's amazing my brother-in-law is a complete snob because of me yeah. Oh, he doesn't God. like, unlike me, I like to try everything as far as quality. He just, he's got a couple that he likes, and uh-huh. that's what he drinks all the time. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the um, process that you used for making this cup of coffee. That's one thing a lot of people don't know. Like, French press is pretty common mm-hmm. anymore. Of course, you got your traditional drip and then K-cups and stuff. But what, what, what process did you use to make this cup? So I used a Kalita Wave as the name of it. It's a pour-over, so it's got a... It's a cone filter, kind of similar sort of to a drip. Uh-huh. Um, the bottom is flat. It's got three holes in it. And I did, um, so I shoot for a 16 to 1 ratio. So 16 grams of coffee, or one gram of coffee to 16 grams of water. Okay. Um, found out the glasses were a little bit uh, smaller than I expected, so I dropped it without actually figuring it out. But uh, typically, I'll do 21 and a half grams of coffee, and I'll do 350 grams of water. Okay. And it should take between three and four minutes. Right. Um, depending on your... I, I made a cup at home this morning, and my grind was off, and I was at like four and a half, five minutes. It was way over-extracted. Oh, yeah. That's so probably good. It, it kind of had a bitter edge on it. it yeah. Was, this is way better. Um, this is a little bit under-extracted, the two, the one I made for you and I. Uh-huh. Um, they came out in about three minutes. It's a yep. little bit less, but I'd rather under extract than over because over gets a little bitter. bitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's it's really good. That no, this is. Sweet. I'm curious now. Let me wow. see your cup. Okay. No, Let don't drink see. my coffee. I'm not going to drink don't all drink of it. Don't drink my I'm coffee. Just it. <laughs> Spit it back. Put it back. 
Now that, no, mine, I almost get the fruit notes out of that mine's one. Mine's not as bit. hot as yours, right? No, yeah, no, it's yours not. Yours was the first one I made. Right, so, yeah. so give me yours. Okay. Oh, as I rip my cords out here. Yeah, don't. We need to, like, make this neater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it'll change when it goes from, you know, yours is a little hotter, yours is a little cooler, but as it goes all the way to room temperature. Uh-huh. It, sometimes um, I had a purpose coffee from China. And it started out, I think it started out really fruity. Mm-hmm. So you got these really big fruit notes in it. As it got to a really nice drinkable temp, it went, and I never quite got it. It was a toasted marshmallow. Okay. And then yeah. as it got cold, uh-huh. dark chocolate. Really? But not bitter dark chocolate, you know, smooth. but it was like that smooth. 68, 70% cocoa yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Ooh. So true dark chocolate, but right. yet, that was phenomenal. See, I think it's the only Chinese coffee I've ever had. Yeah. I remember once when I was a kid, my dad, speaking of dark chocolate, because, uh, you know, when you're a crappy little kid, you want a candy bar every time you go to the grocery store. Heck yeah. <laughs> and my dad was telling me no, and so I thought if I grab one of these fancy chocolate bars, he might say yes. And he, <laughs> he looked at it and then, like, let me have it, and it was like 90%. And I think I was like 10. <laughs> it, it was not a pleasurable experience. It's like eating, like, German chocolate right there. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. it was like, like baking chocolate. It was yeah. like dirt. It was not yeah. delicious. <laughs> thanks funny. for that dad learning experience <laughs> well it's like oh, the kids will come God. up to me like my young she actually kind of disappointed me the other day we're sitting at the Aww. table and she is a moocher like it remind. did you ever read this like the beginning life of Helen Keller this is what it kind of reminds me of <laughs> oh my God. I'm not I'm not like comparing my child to Helen Keller she's fully just functioning did. <laughs> I just did, did. <laughs> but, so when Helen Keller's teacher came in first was introduced into her life Helen Keller would walk around the table and she just grabbed food off she was a rude child she got away with murder well her parents felt bad for her and didn't discipline her so mm. the first time she walked up to her teach her the lady was going to come in and teach her you know how to be able to live normal ish yeah she went to grab something off her plate and she smacked her hand away and now my youngest is uh-huh. pre-hand smacking helen keller she comes up and oh. she sits there and goes ah uh, please she has a little sign language yeah uh, she does a little please more and i'm like god damn you're so cute so I had some eggs with some, just some tapatio on it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this is hot. She knows what spicy is. I told her it was spicy. And she's like, ah, please. I'm like, okay. I put it in there and she goes, spicy. Ah, please. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Nothing. Now, let me see. Because I, I always knew Helen Keller was deaf and blind. Uh-huh. But did she also have a learning disability or was she just I deaf don't, and blind? I don't believe so because she was very... I googled um, it. I'm trying to see. I don't here. believe... She did. I mean, I, I know she, she was, got. She's very. She's very intelligent. She got a ba- she, bachelor's. Bachelor's of Arts degree. Mm-hmm. Did I read that right? Which is, to do that when you're deaf and blind is. Oh yeah. Ridiculous. I, I can't imagine. Especially, have you ever seen the video? Because obviously Helen Keller is not the only person in history to be born deaf and blind. But have you seen the um, the way they teach people to communicate that have those disabilities? Negative. It's the weird. So let me see your hand. It's like they do sign language, but mm-hmm. they'll do the sign language in the palm of your hand. Oh, that's crazy. So you feel it. Yeah. And it's huh. like I, watching people do it, and they're just like, because the teacher will have a conversation, and obviously the teacher can see and hear and everything like that. Right. So they'll have both their hands up like this, and teacher will be talking and listening with this hand. That's and crazy. And it's like super fast. It's weird. It's amazing how wow. the brain It's incredible to, to watch. Um, 
you know, being lost for senses like that. Mm -hmm. And then I remember watching, it almost didn't make sense to me, but I guess, you know, I've been able to hear my whole (laughs) life. So I don't think like that. Right. But, um, they were able to give a young boy in, I think it was Finland or something like that. They gave him a surgery so he could hear Mm -hmm. and they turned on his inner ear hearing aid so he could start hearing. Um, and when they first started talking to him, they were still, doing the sign language in his hand. Yeah. And it took me a minute to be like, well, he can hear. Why are they doing sign language? Hey, he's got and then I was like, what the hell oh, yeah, he doesn't are. speak English. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He doesn't know what words are. Yeah. No, yeah. he doesn't know. It's just like when you give colorblind people those glasses that help, that allow them to see color. Right. It's like they don't know. Like I can look at that wall over there and be like, that's gray. Yeah. You know, but they don't know what gray is. Exactly. They might have heard the word gray, but they don't know. Yeah. Can't put two and two together. Can't put colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, nope, definitely. So, North Canton, Ohio, spam call. <laughs> I don't know anybody. I'm, I don't think I even know anybody in Ohio. Let's see. So, we got good coffee, good friends. Oh, right. God, and so good. The world's burning. The, the country's burning down around us. <laughs> yeah, Washington has quickly become the shittiest state in the America. Dude. Well, it's the west side. It's two states now, right? It is, yes. I mean, no, or a state and a country. It's a state yep. and a country. It's a state and a country, but then people on the right, on the on the east side, have also drawn a line, and they're calling it liberty now. I mean, On the east side of Washington? Yeah, this yeah. side, so our side. Oh, really? Yeah. Good well, for them. My side, our side. Yeah. Our side. We yeah. share. Like, well, you know, if the Chaz can, if they, the <clears throat> people who did, uh, create, if they can do it. Yeah, if they, they can make Chaz, then why not just split it right at the cascade but did you see the the people that are in charge of Chaz already fired their chief of police oh they already fired raz yeah dude that boy fired raz you know why they fired raz i've never heard his music excessive force huh (laughs) weird his first day on the job he beat the crap out of someone he did he beat the shit out of someone because he was spray painting a building and he wouldn't listen to him he told him to stop dude even cops don't even beat the crap out of someone doing graffiti you're like oh might even get it oh you mean uh you should probably have cops It's just like they're, they're, this whole thing started because, you know, cops are these big meanie heads who beat the shit out of them and kill everybody. Yeah. But, of course, nobody's talking about that. You good there? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Plus, there's a lot of YouTubers out there that have actually gone, like, undercover, and I knew it was going to happen. I just watched one of those today. Did you watch those? I watched it, yeah. It looks like a fucking third world country now. Uh-huh. It's yeah. been a week. Yeah. <laughs> and shit. I'm, like, I'm wondering, like how long it's going to take before they're like, you know, screw this. This is stupid. Well, they already called the Seattle fire department because they had a dumpster fire. Yeah. And they, Oops. Yeah. yeah. Oops. No, you, Sorry. you're your own country. You need oh. your own fire department. Exactly. Yeah. You need your yeah. own firefighters now. And you know, better watch out because the United Nations hasn't re- recognized you as a nation yet. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, really just about anything. I was, I'm actually going to play this one and Uh-oh. cause it play? brings up a really good point. I saved it. I hope I saved it. Well, while you're looking for that, what I like is the first thing they did was put up a wall mm-hmm. and armed guards. Huh. It's incredible. Wait a minute. Really? I, I heard about that once. I thought that was a no-no. <laughs> no. Wait, I no. thought the people with guns were bad guys. Yeah. Oh, what God. the hell? Uh, I'm just waiting. Well, somebody created a Facebook group that's like a two-way-sided Facebook group, and I think they scheduled it for the 4th of July, and it's called Take Back Chaz. you know what you wouldn't even have to like use like of those those pansies you start launching mortars those things make a big boom and they go pop oh i know you just walk in there with like shouldered up freaking fourth of july mortar shells yeah that would be (laughs) awesome 
Well, then you watch, you watch all these protest videos. Like, I, I don't know where it was, but these people were yelling Black Lives Matter and all this stuff. And they're th- I don't know if it was rocks or what the hell they were throwing, but they're throwing stuff at cars as they drive by. Uh-huh. And they threw stuff at this SUV, and the guy stopped. Like, the guy, the whole video, the guy stopped, started backing up, and then got out of his car and was, like, yelling at the protesters and stuff. Right. They threw the rocks as soon as that car stopped. Like, that guy hadn't even put the car in reverse yet, and you can already hear the, oh, call the police, call the police, call the police. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Are you serious? The first... Come on. Yeah. Well, it's like you've seen those gifts where um, a defunded city, or... A city that has a defunded police department, they call, help, someone's breaking into my house. All right, we're sending our thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Good luck with that, though. <laughs> Let us know with your with that privilege of being able to call law enforcement. Well, like, now, I've honestly seen articles where the defund the police is kind of going away because people are realizing how stupid that is. Right. <laughs> but yep. now they're starting to rile up the disarm the police. Oh, yes, yeah, so that will make everything safer. Yeah, yeah that's now great. They, now yeah. they're like, well, you can still have cops, but they shouldn't have guns. You're retarded. Like well, there's some departments that are taking away what the chokehold and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. That hasn't been taught for years. Yeah, oh, really? like the, yeah. the straight up chokehold hasn't been taught. A lot of like a lot of policies still say it's okay, but it's also on the same level as a deadly force situation. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, like ours, for instance, is a chokehold is okay in policy, but it's on the same level as shooting somebody. Hmm. So it's yep. kind of a wishy-washy, like it's slowly been trying to go away for Because yeah. nobody knows how to properly time. do it, and it always ends up being, instead of a blood choke, it ends up being an air choke, and that's what and then you smash right, their, kills someone, yeah, as you would know. Crush their airway, and then turns into a big problem. But Right. But well, you can open the airway back up, just, you know. Yeah. King tube? Yeah. Just, well, no, you just, you know, shove a pen through the trachea. That's what they oh, have on TV. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> Plug the hole. <laughs> like when you smoke too much for like 40 years, and you end up with the... Oh, we had a lady that came in the hospital. She was a frequent flyer up until she ended up passing. <laughs> and she had a, what is it, is it, what's the one that you keep in all the time? Is it a trach? I thought it was a trach. Yeah. The one that's yeah, in, I like think permanently. You have, like you have to like cover the hole yeah. if you want to talk. Yeah. And that's, um, but she'd come in and she'd be sick with some upper respiratory stuff. And that, I that thing would just be green. Oh, they get nasty. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah. You get, even get a little smell of it too. The only place I could draw blood off her was in her feet. Yeah, oh, nice. she had crap for veins. Even the nurses were putting IVs in her feet until oh they would get God. her into for a pick line or something. Wow. Yeah. Which the pick is just straight into like the main artery, right? No. No. Is that, or which it, one is It's that? peripheral inserted central catheter, if I remember right, is mm-hmm. what it stands for. So it'll go in at your AC up here, mm-hmm. but the, it'll they do it with radiology and they drop it all the way in, I think, to your superior vena cava. I think you're right. Because yeah. I think my niece, when she, she had RSV and was in the hospital for a, mm. a while, and of course they're trying to pump fluids and meds and they could not find a vein because she was so dehydrated and her mom has horrible veins too. So on top of that, and they ended up, they said they did a pick and they put it in her leg. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I thought they just went right into the artery in her yeah, leg. Yeah, they hit that big blue down there. That big, but it was big vein. I mean, shit. Once they were able to get fluids and medicine into her, she rebounded like a son of a bitch. Yeah. Like it was yeah. instant almost. It was like when I was in, they gave, they put, I cannot remember, they're like a milder form of a pick. They put it in that, um, that big vein in there. They use it through ultrasound. What is that called? I had one in each arm. I'm not good with veins. Yeah. I cannot remember <laughs> what it was. I'm not but good with anything. Yeah. How do we get on that subject? 
Oh, oh tapping some know. lady's vein feet. Oh feet yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Veins yeah. and feet, that kind of stuff. I can't find I'm, I can't find my video I was looking for. It was so good. It was it was on the note of like pretty much when people, you know, with Chaz, what they're doing is um declaring themselves, you know, they're their own country. They're their own country, but it's um God, I can't the guy worded it off of like um law and constitution so well. It's like I can mm. I can duplicate it and I was hoping I just played maybe maybe this was it. So I think if you cut off about the police stuff. If you cut off power and water, I think it'd turn into the Lord of the Flies really quickly. Oh yeah, definitely. It probably would. Well, it's just like um, talking to Dad when he was on the SWAT team. Like, he's not a huge fan of going busting into someone's house. And, like, you have to, and he's done it. But it's like if you can flush that person out, that's yeah. the best thing because going into someone else's castle, like, you don't know what you're walking into. You don't mm-hmm. know where they're at. You don't know what mm-hmm. they're having or hiding. But if you put, if you break all their windows and you open that thing up and then you gas the crap out of them, that just does something to someone. And taking away their resources is the same thing. You take it away, oh, yeah. like you said, their water, their power. You do something like that, especially this day and age. Yeah. I thought all you had to do was unplug the Wi-Fi. That too. Well, and yeah. then give it like 15 <laughs> minutes. And then right. Set the, shut the cell towers off. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we got the kids out. They came out pretty good. Didn't right. We? <laughs> and have you heard? I don't. Have you heard about them keeping any people inside, Chaz? I haven't heard I about that. Don't know. What do you mean keeping like, like prisoner kind of thing? Yeah, like you're not allowed to leave Chaz if you're here. I don't think. I don't so. think they're doing that because I don't see. Like, I know the, they're heavily screening people going in. The YouTubers that like get undercover, obviously, they seem to get in fairly easily. Yeah, but I don't know exactly how much of a screening process they go through to do all their bullshit. Well, technically, you need a passport to come back into the U.S. Right? Exactly. <laughs> that was one of those things that the guy brought you're up. Leaving the yeah. country. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna leave the country. Yeah. Exactly. They they have so much work to do for their government. It is yeah. unreal. Plus, I think the. This vandalism crap has just been driving me up a damn wall. Well, and it was like when Trump got elected, like, yeah, we saw some nasty protests and they were burning cop cars and, you know, throwing their baby fits. This is gone. Like, that's just, that made that look like child's play. Well, did you see that what they did to the 54th? The negative. They vandalized the 54th Regiment Memorial. Oh, no. In, where's the 54th? Where's, where's the Shaw Memorial at? Baltimore? I think. Um,. But yeah, they, they spray painted the shit out of it, like did who knows what, breaking it, all kinds of stuff. It's like, dumbasses. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is, this, you're not. The 54th Massachusetts Regiment was the first all African American regiment in the United States military. Oh, that's right. <laughs> wow. Jesus. <laughs> like, come on. Like these, these idiots needed to be shaken harder as children. Oh, it's in Boston. <laughs> Boston, yeah. Yeah, it's yep. in Boston. Just found it. But it's like, I yeah. wonder, and there are, there's more videos out there of people asking like very basic, and it has nothing to do with this, but basic historical questions and people nowadays have no idea. They have no idea. Yeah. No, they don't. They, they don't they're out there to create mayhem yeah. and... And I don't Violence even know. I don't even know what they're teaching in schools anymore. Because like I learned about the 54th Massachusetts during Black History Month when I was in like the fifth grade. Yeah, exactly. Are they, was, are they yeah. not teaching that kind of stuff anymore? Right. I I, I don't know. No. It, well, it's like um, in the reservation schools they don't talk about Columbus. Oh, they don't. No. I thought nobody talked about Columbus anymore. Maybe it might be. Who or knows? Do they, I don't it's know. It's like 
like the history or not, it's still part of the history, though. Yeah, exactly. You can't change. Well, I guess you can make people forget about history, but yeah. then it just. Then you're doomed to repeat it. Exactly. <laughs> and it just makes no damn sense. No. Irritating. I agree. And it's like, what's what's going to end this? Because, you know, if it keeps going for a while, we might have a break. But when Trump gets reelected, I, I took the political train, but I don't care. God damn it, Josh. It's going to start it all <laughs> over again. I saw a gif out there. I don't think it will. Meme. What's Honestly, that? You don't think it's going to stop? Well, I mean, I think all this crap's going to stop. I'd give it maybe another month. Yeah. yeah. Give or take. And then I think it's going to stop. And then November's going to come. And I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's going to go that way too. Uh, but it's, I think it's going to be just like the first time. Or either that or it's going to be like people just kind of accept it. Right. And it's like, I mean, really reelected okay 2024 comes along like there's somebody new going to be in there exactly that's that's it there's not you can't get 60 terms anymore no you know you gotta you get amazing two and gone plus this is an interesting tidbit that i got a espn update on my phone Mm -hmm. have you guys seen the movie a league of their own yeah tom hanks yeah the about the all america girl professional baseball league back in the 40s yeah. I don't think I watched that. You don't. You've never seen it. I don't think it's so. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um, but it is. It's a. It's a true story about the All American Girls Professional Baseball League, which during World War II, um, you know, every major. Well, those are the days I wish I was a, an adult in. Because um, like World War II came along, and like if you didn't go serve, people in your town would ask you like, "What's wrong with you?" Right. Yeah. Like it would be almost. It would be an oddity to not enlist in the service. Exactly. Um, so, of course, every big name in professional baseball, Joe DiMaggio list can go on and on, but I can't think of any names off the top of my head right now, enlisted. Mm-hmm. And they went to serve. Um, so the U.S., just like with COVID, were out of baseball. <laughs> There's no uh, no baseball to watch. Yeah. Um, and not really any other sports were super popular back then, except maybe basketball or football, but it was, like, really old. Yeah. Um, Plus, nothing was, t- it was either on the radio, not televised, and that's why there were so many, like, minor league teams would have sellout games, because if you had a team in your area, you went went to the ball game. Right. Um, so they started the league in 1943, and it consisted of four teams, I believe, uh, if I can find the list of the actual teams that, I know Rockford Peaches was a team, if I can find it here. Oh, yeah, Rockford, South Bend, Kenosha, uh, Racine, and then throughout the years, it says, like, in 1944, they added two teams. Uh, in 46, they added two more teams. In 48, they added two more teams, but those teams only lasted a year. Um, and then the league folded in 1955. So it was about 12 years mm-hmm. they played the the league, which really the movie only – focuses around like the first year right so i never even knew until recently that it went for that long but the last member let's see of the of an original team so mary pratt um was the last living original member of the 1943 rockford peaches of the all-american girls professional baseball league um passed away last month at 101 years old and she was the last living original member of the league Wow. But That's pretty I th- cool. Hmm. I thought that was awesome. That is awesome. It's been years since I've seen that movie. It has, but it's been... Oh, look, yeah. there's a picture of her. Yeah? See, there's a picture. 
Miss Pratt in her baseball attire, and then a more recent one. Yeah, she that's was awesome. She was a pitcher for the Rockford Peaches. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Was like that, that the team that the movie focused on? Yeah, that, that sounds was, right. That was the main team that uh, the movie was based on. I, I don't know how accurate they went, like with the players' names and stuff, right. or if they just kind of made them up. Um, let's see. Pratt was a lefty pitcher for the Peaches and later the Kenosha Comets. Her best season was in 1944, um, with the Comets finishing with 21 wins, a 2.5 ERA, and 26 strikeouts. Dang. Wow. Not bad. She, Miss Pratt got an arm. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> probably throw some heat that you wouldn't be able to she's, snap. Right? She's throwing some curveballs. She's mixing it up. Thank yeah. Baseball. But. No, that's good stuff right there on the note of that that's now that we're talking about stuff that's not covid what what are we out for time on there 24 minutes 24 minutes okay we'll give it a few more okay got to keep our camera updated right now that we have a card in there that will actually hold the whole show exactly start kicking them up here on youtube Mm -hmm. um let's see here that's a little bit when did she pass away uh may 10th so it's been a minute, but I remember getting the ESPN app. I wanted to talk about it, and this was my first chance to actually bring it up on the show. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, you want to hit pause there? Of course. And... We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> Boom. And we're back. Oh, cam- video cameras. We need to start figuring out how we're going Im- to like insert commercials in there. Some sort. No. Nobody wants to hear commercials. Why not? They could be funny ones. We make them funny. You can't even watch a YouTube video without... Like... My brother-in-law, I, I can play a little clip off this because it's actually funny. Um, it's like. Are you allowed to walk around without masks while others must wear them or face jail? Brighton police are apparently arresting a dad for throwing a ball to his daughter. Do you congregate without fear while others must socially distance? The poster says they were with friends at Norton Commons and admits they were failing to social distance. They say they were attacked by a couple claiming to be physicians. The video shows a man who the poster says choked one of the girls who was present. Do you often find yourself allowed to burn down buildings, but your neighbors can't go to church? Can't go to church. By what authority did you nullify the Bill of Rights in issuing this order? That's above my pay grade, Tucker, so I wasn't, uh, I wasn't thinking of the Bill yeah, of Rights when we thing. did this. How long is it? About three minutes. Maybe not the whole thing. Simply for working in it. The executive order being applied. You guys can't deal with it at all. You're in your store after. Have the media ever called you a hero for defending your rights, but called other people grandma killers for defending theirs? Uh, this this notion that it's all this notion that it's all only going to kill grandma, as if that were okay, has has got to stop. Have you ever walked free after beating someone senseless with a two-by-four while hairstylists are jailed for booking clients? I have to disagree with you, sir, when I when you say that I'm selfish because feeding my kids is not selfish. I have hairstylists that are going hungry because they'd rather feed their kids. So, sir, if you think the law is more important than kids getting fed, then please go ahead with your decision, but I am not going to shut the salon. If so, you may benefit from liberal privilege. Good Millions God, shut it off. Liberal privilege and don't even know it. <laughs> but there are a few Good ways to God. know that you are one of the more fortunate. It's, it's, it's so true. I was, I, want, I was waiting for that punchline there because that's what, obviously, it's playing that, you know, 
music and it's all doom, 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 and but yeah. totally making fun of because it is. It's it's bass backwards. It's all these stay at home orders. Like okay, nobody can go to church, but it's fine if we gather in the thousands and you know stand around and spit and scream around each other. Mm-hmm. But God forbid you want to go to church, you are you are the devil. Yeah. Well, that's not even. Or you go to the gym and you're, you know, you're just out to kill Billy Bob's grandma. It's like good lord see that i don't know dude people are just getting this whole thing is just ridiculous i mean i get it's a bad virus that can kill people that are vulnerable to it and just like anything though vulnerable people will die from something that's what happens well i know it's a circle of life and it's i don't know perry what's your what's your take on all this stuff especially um your background you have medical medical background emergency side paramedic yeah Uh, well, I was actually at Harborview right after this thing kicked off. So, yeah. uh, technically possibly was infected, but I've never been checked to see if I was or not. Never had any symptoms. So, yep. um, I think the whole thing is, is mostly BS. Right. It's, it's deadly to those that have comorbidities. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad's got congestive heart failure. Right. Not doing super awesome, com- you know, in some ways. And if he got it, it's probably deadly. Yeah. You know, if you have a lot of other stuff going on, but I mean, I know a gal, kind of know a gal that's in her twenties, an EMT over in, or she was an EMT in Seattle area, uh-huh. has asthma. Yeah, she was quarantined for two weeks at home. I think she, I think her mom said she went to the hospital and got fluids once. Yeah, from being dehydrated. Oh, and did she end up catching it? Yeah, yeah, yeah she had it. She yeah. actually was confirmed with it. You know. Yeah. And yeah, some people are going to die from it, just like some people die from the flu. People die from. All sorts of things, right? Everything, yeah. yeah. I mean, you all, you, you all end up dying because your heart stops. So that's yeah. really what it is. Exactly. It's always heart failure. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One way or another. Exactly. You know, yeah, sure, if you get shot in the head, it's because your brain stops sending signals to your heart. But, right. you know. But then your heart fails. But then your heart fails. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm I'm kind of glad that I haven't had to deal with it on the EMS side, being as I quit my job about the time this got started. Yeah. So. Oh, I can, yeah. I see when guys come show up, the EMTs show up to our calls and, you know, they've got to do all their screens and they're you mm-hmm. know, wearing a mask all the time and you know, day in and day out. And well, you know, that's another thing. What's your opinion on the um, CO2 oxygen exchange of having to wear a mask like all day long for some of these work workers? I don't, I don't think there's probably much on the CO2 gas exchange with the mask. Yeah. Um, there's probably a little bit, a study that I actually read that wasn't uh, peer-reviewed, so it's not 100%, and it was done in a hospital in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. They tested the medical mask, so like an N95. They tested it normal protocol. Right. They tested it with people that wore them all the time, and then they tested cloth masks. Mm-hmm. So the N95s worn all the time were only 44% effective in blocking things. Okay. So that is your high-dollar medical mask. Once it gets wet, things get through. Exactly. Yep. The cloth masks were a good old 3%. Oh. So 97% of the crap gets through anyway. Yeah. yeah, you can sneeze into a Petri dish with one on, and it's going to look better than the other one. Because right. it blocks a lot of big particles. But like we were talking earlier, that's just common courtesy. You don't sneeze on other people. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Whether it's COVID's a good going on or not. <laughs> right. You know, and... So I don't know. I don't think that I don't think the cloth masks do enough to even matter. Yeah, in my yeah. opinion, and my curi- one thing I've been curious of though is not on the CO two or on any of the gas exchanges. More, if you wear that thing all day, uh-huh. so you're working in a restaurant, you're required to wear it. You have to wear that thing for four hours. You take it off for lunch. You put it back on. It. You've got that thing on your face 
all day, if you don't really clean that, what's what's growing in there? Yeah, the bacteria is just going to sit there and just... And then you're going to suck it directly into your lungs. Exactly. So I don't know if there's anything to that. That's, right. you know, personal opinion, but... If you really compare it, sense, it but it's though. like yeah. reusing that same jock strap over and over again. Right. Well, you don't wash. Except for you're not putting that on your face. You don't wash the lucky jock strap. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I never wore one. So. No. Well, <laughs> don't. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's I don't know. And I, I've been to my doctor's office. Um, didn't require anybody with no symptoms to wear a mask. Yeah. He never tested my temp when I've been in there. I was in there, and I think into April 1st of May, right yeah. in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. He wasn't masked up. Normal protocol for him. Right. He washes his hands a lot because he meets a lot of people that may or may not be sick. Exactly. Most people Just do like that. what doctors have been doing yeah, since. Doctors this isn't nurses. new. Yeah. You walk when, they, when was hand You walk in a room, you hit the hand spaces. sanitizer. You walk out of the room, you hit the hand sanitizer again. Wash yeah. them every once in a while. Yeah. Wash them every once in a while. Oh, Keep it's it like, rolling. Did you ever spend time in the OR? No. I, I Very, very little. Emergency blood draws is all I ever had. Oh, okay. Personally, because, yes, on like a patient level, right. a few times, but yeah, <laughs> just, a, just a couple. You know, for us, since I was just going in there and, and tubing people for clinicals, we just washed up normal uh-huh. and put gloves on. But your surgeons that were actually going in, I mean, they're washed up to their elbows. Right. They don't touch anything. Exactly. Somebody else gloves them up. Yep. And they're in the room. And, and they stay over that patient that cleans on the whole time, correct? Yeah. Yep. And when I walked in the first time, we were told, it's like, you don't want to touch the sanitized cart. Mm-hmm. And so... I walked in there with, it was fortunately the anesthesiologist or nurse anesthetist I kind of knew that had taken us on a tour. And so I'm like, all right, where's the cart? And he's like, it's in that corner. I'm like, you're perfect right here. I'm like, awesome. Sweet. I want nothing to do with it. I hear doctors get really pissed off when you touch it. Yeah, I can imagine because boom, there yeah. goes their sterile field. There and goes their sterile field. Instantly yeah. they got to redo everything. Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah I could see how that would piss somebody off. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. But it's kind of fun, you know. You go in there, they knock you out, they paralyze you, which most people don't know. And then sometimes a student drops a tube down your throat. Yeah, so. yeah. I've my first meniscus. I woke up with a little bit of a sore throat. They tube me. I'm pretty sure my emergency surgeries. I vaguely, actually, I vaguely remember. I think it was the either. I don't know if I had a nurse, a CRNA, or a actual anesthesiologist. Yeah. Saying that they were going to put a tube down my throat. But I do remember the one time I woke up. He's like, "Yeah, we had to put a tube down you." Which what what has to happen to you before they actually do that, or do they just do it to do it? What the the tube down the throat? Uh, so you'll sedate somebody. So usually in the OR it's propofol. They'll knock you out and then they'll Michael push. Yeah. yeah, but used right, it works just fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they'll usually use acetylcholine uh, or sucks um, is the common one. It's a quicker acting. It comes on quicker. It goes away quicker. It's ten minutes, eight minutes, something like that, half life. So. But they paralyze you just so your whole jaw and everything is flaccid, so that when you stick the scope down there, you can lift it up and. Oh. So and you just want people totally relaxed, and they you know you're breathing yeah. for them as soon as you sedate them. Yeah. And then once you know they're for sure out, then you just open the mouth, drop the tube between the vocal cords, yeah. secure it, make sure that you've got compliance, uh, make sure you got good chest rise, and then you've got the uh, CO2 detectors. Watch yep. that. Yep, everything looks good. And that's when the machine you know, takes over. Yep. Then they'll hook you up to the machine, and then I walked out the room, so I don't know what else happened. Huh, cool. So, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The best day when you're doing clinicals to be in there is uh, dental surgery day. Oh, really? Yeah. You can only get about half the patients there so fast. Really? Yeah. 15 minutes. 
No kidding, huh? So huh. you'd you'd go in with a anesthesiologist, you'd come back out. The other one's already in a room tubing somebody. Then the one you were with will get done. Yeah. And they'll grab another patient and go in. Dang. So That's it's what, it's right. a lot be... of like teenagers and younger. I didn't get it I think my youngest was sixteen. Yeah. So that would be um That'd be it. Like, that'd be like a that'd be a good Friday because you're just cranking them out. Mm-hmm. That's why you're I probably you're probably ditching gloves and gown and mm-hmm. gown and glove and real quick and onto the next one just over and over. Yeah, so that's no like matter. when I got my wisdom teeth taken out, they knocked me out. Yeah, yeah. And it was probably and they said I was only in there for like twenty five thirty minutes. Yeah, from start to finish. Yeah, and it was just I couldn't afford the anesthesia. I had all I had all four taken out at the same time. He had to break the, my bottom ones in six pieces each. Oh, uh. like black and blue yeah down my neck for I remember, good before they knocked half. before they uh, knocked me out they like kept giving me stuff like through my iv to like slowly start getting me groggy yeah and i didn't know my sister-in-law was standing behind me and they're like asking her questions and i thought they were talking to me uh-huh and so i'm like halfway <laughs> out and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> and they're like no, and shut up next thing i know her hands on my head she's like jared shut up <laughs> <I'm> like, okay <laughs> uh-huh. that's funny <laughs> I do know when I had uh, so 2014 I had major shoulder surgery, right? And there was a, a student nurse in the um, surgery center that I actually knew, uh-huh. and so she'd walked by my room early on and stuck her head in and said hi. We talked a little bit. I'm like, where are you working at today? And she was in recovery. I'm like, she's like, so you'll wake up and see me. I'm like, ah, oh, that'll be kind of nice. So I went through there and I woke up. Of course, I don't remember much, and ended up back in my room and everything and i was doing okay you know pain wasn't too bad because nothing had wore off yet anyway i get home and i see her a couple weeks later and she's like so you remember anything about recovery i'm like no not really i remember being in there i remember him trying to give me albuterol treatments yeah and uh, she's like so you don't remember pulling your tube (laughs) i'm like no no i don't she's like yeah you had an lma unfortunately because the LMA just, I don't know if you know, it sits in the back of your throat, so it doesn't go between your vocal cords. Oh. And uh, apparently I could breathe enough, was awake enough. I Done with that bad boy. <laughs> just done with that bastard. No no recollection of that whatsoever. That's crazy. As oh, I, my God. <laughs> I had to go for back injections for a while, and every once in a while I'd get this one doctor who he liked to use a little bit of ketamine to completely relax, because it's a big needle they were putting yeah. in my, next to my spine. And, um, I would, I would remember they'd push it and then there'd be that blackout spot of like, I don't remember any of that until I start getting wheeled out. And then I catch myself starting to say the stupidest shit. Oh, <laughs> I remember the day I took you. Yeah. And you that were, was I, great. oh yeah. And he's like, I'm sitting there and then I start getting like, cause it ketamine just wears off right. pretty quick and I'm putting my stuff on and then I kind of start remembering like, I'm like, bro, was it that bad? He's yeah, like, you were asking me like, did you? Well, the one time I went with you, they're wheeling you back to like the area where I was at, and you asked the nurse, "Amanda's gonna kill me." <laughs> but you were like, "Have I shown you a picture of my wife? She's got big tits." <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> they yeah. Push, they put you back like next to me, and you start coming too, and you're like, "I think I said that," and I was like, "Yeah, really fucking loud." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Like oh. the whole fucking area heard you. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> and I did. One of my last ones, I asked one of the nurses, and I bet at that point I'd known all of them. And I'm like, so I've got to ask you honestly, how bad is it when you guys give me ketamine? They're like, oh, you're not like the worst we've ever had for like saying a lot of stuff. And I'm like, oh, that makes me feel a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) You're not the worst. (laughs) It's like when I've asked my tattoo artist, like when he tattooed 
like in the ditch, like in the front part of your elbow, because it's like notoriously horrible. Yeah. I was like, you always have to ask, like, was that the worst? And you're like, no, no, that wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh. And then there's those people that like get an area that's like known for being not so terrible and they just can't handle it. Like, I think my, my stepsister can't do a tattoo needle like at all. Oh, really? Like she did her, she did her calf, like Mm -hmm. the side of her calf. That's Which supposed is supposed to be, to be like easy. Nothing, yeah. And she, like my dad, all 300 pounds of him had to like hold her leg still. Oh, geez. So, <laughs> yeah. I've had. Some I've, people just aren't meant for it. Yeah, some yeah. people's pain tolerance. I've had my whole I, my whole upper back and the spot between like right on my my um, my spine wasn't bad. It just felt like I could feel something up in the top of my head. Like just like kind of. It's like vibrating. pony up. vibrating. Yeah. yeah. And then the worst part though was actually my scapula. And That's like if you ever get the point of your elbow done, like yeah. when he kind of gets in like the funny, when they get in the funny bone area, yeah. I would, because I'm laying on my stomach with my arm bent 90 straight off the edge of the table. Right. And I swear to God, I felt that vibrated up my tricep, across the top of my back, and all the way to the opposite shoulder. Oh, geez. And That's it was weird. just like a ding. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. the, the one on my thigh, my tattoo artist told me, it's like, just in case you feel it, my hand is really not in your crotch. Huh. She's like, a lot of people, mm. you'll hit a certain spot, and you'll actually feel like somebody's grabbing your crotch. Huh. Like, hmm. Interesting. Well, that's like that. Our, our friend of ours <laughs> that uh, has his sternum tattooed. Wait, who did that? Hmm? Oh, is that Marcus? No, Cotton. Oh. Yeah. That's right. I always forget no, he that. Said, he's, he's inked up. Oh, yeah. He's got he's sleeved across the chest. I think his back. Like, yeah. he's He's done up. And when he went across his chest, got right to the middle of the sternum, and he said his tattoo artist stopped and was just like, okay, this is going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it hurt. I imagine, yeah. There's a reason. It's a, um, a pain compliance rub. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. yeah, I've seen it work once. Have you? Yeah. 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 I usually don't get that one to work. The sternum rub? Well. So I, the previous to doing, I did a few years ago on a patient, um, and... I'd done it before, but it was always on dead people. They mm. don't ever mm. react, you know. You yeah. Quick rub. Yeah. Um, had a patient that was not very compliant. Had fought with officers the night before, taken a bunch of stuff, and uh, so no big deal. We're trying to talk him into the bus. He's not wanting to go. He eventually passes out. He needed to go because he didn't even know what he'd taken. Yeah. He passes out, and I holler at him, say his name, everything, nothing. I reach up one knuckle right down. He doubles up his fist, threatened to kick my ass. I actually kind of wanted him to because I had three cops behind me. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, and one of them already had an itchy trigger finger on his taser. Yeah. He was the one that wasn't there the night before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he'd heard about it. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm like, take a swing, buddy, because right. this will be fun. Oh, heck yeah. For me. Yeah. <laughs> this will be awesome. Definitely. Well, this one thing, as much as the little, you know, not really say bickering, but, you know, the fun poking between med the medical side and the law like, enforcement yeah, side but medics, it's like firefighters cops all of it it's when fun. our medics show up to deal with the shit bag you mess with the medics you don't fuck with my medic yeah, yeah you get the freaking boot <laughs> you're not fucking yeah. with my medic yeah no no i might make fun of them when they leave well exactly yeah, yeah. all all ingest but yeah. yeah yeah you ain't messing with the medics no <laughs> especially because you know a medic can make your patient a lot more compliant exactly oh yeah a couple yeah. hundred milligrams of ketamine and Ooh. apparently that works mm-hmm. wonders yeah well that's just like when i take people to jail it's like you're not fucking with my jail deputies like yeah no <laughs> like yeah you want to go we'll go yeah, exactly <laughs> and that probably comes from like i used to be one yeah but i remember my dad my dad who works for the city police um, they brought a guy in, strapped to the bed, spit hood on, like the whole nine. 
and we meet the ambulance out in the sally and me and another it's actually another lpd son that worked in the county jail with me we put the guy in the padded room and he's like on his knees in the corner and we're like trying to go through like we're checking his pockets and go we could do the whole search and removal and stuff like that with you handcuffed hobbled like we could right we'll get it done yeah and uh we're going through it and then we tell the guy we're all done so we're like okay lay on your stomach so we could get the hell out of the room and shut the door he's like fuck you <laughs> me, me and this deputy look at each other and we're like okay so we each had an elbow and we grabbed an ankle and just straightened him out and <laughs> nice. Just straight down on the stomach. <laughs> All right, we'll make you. Yeah. yeah. I always I always love that, though, because as soon as they hit, this, you, the noise you usually hear when you do it right is, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, especially when you're all hobbled up. Yeah. Yeah, and then I turn around, and my dad's just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> Ask, tell, make. Yep. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, plus, it was in a padded room, so it's not oh, like you're, you're, you're drop not dropping them, them on concrete no. or anything crazy <laughs> like that. It'd be even better if you had. You learn this lesson. <laughs> Put me in a shithead. It looks better when you do it on a padded room. But yeah, no. Then you see some funny shit in jails. Like, holy crap. Especially, like, the padded room. I'm sure you both have seen it, but it's got that grate in the middle that's supposed to be, like, the toilet that has to be flushed from, like, the outside and stuff like that. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> it's a nasty, like, cesspool grate thing most people when they get in there they use something to cover it to try to like help with the smell oh or yeah something <laughs> like that and we had one guy came in high as hell don't know what the hell he was on but he took his shirt off and he was like kind of being funny like he wanted to fight with us but he was being funny about it yeah and he's in a padded room so we just you get really good at just like yeah whatever okay and then ignoring him uh-huh. and uh he takes his I watched him on the camera took his shirt off crammed it down into this grate like underneath the bars uh-huh. and then like was like moving it around a little bit pulled it out put it back on and then said okay fuckers I'm ready to wrestle <laughs> <laughs> gross <laughs> oh. I'm like oh no no no, no. <laughs> You win this round. Yeah. Uh, well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> I've got a friend that just started working at uh, Kootenai Correctional, I think he said. Uh-huh. And he's an EMT up there, so he only deals with part of that. But mm. he went to do a check on somebody the other night, and they walked into the cell, and apparently he'd done some painting. Oh. Walls himself. That light brown color. Yeah, yeah, the light brown color. Yeah, yeah Brian said There's it nothing was... wrong with pressure washing someone, is there? <laughs> no, not sometimes. Yeah. My favorite, though, is when they would do it. I had the best boss in the world when I worked there. Because a guy did that in the padded room, and then he's just like, my corp, my corporal's just sitting there. And he's just like, we're just sitting there, and I'm kind of like, well, what the hell are we gonna do, man? And he's like, oh, we're just gonna wait. We're just gonna wait. We sit there, and I'm like, okay. I mean, the smell wasn't coming out of the padded room or nothing, so I was fine. Right. And then all of a sudden, you hear that little. Are, are you guys gonna come clean this up? <laughs> <laughs> Someone wasn't liking their icky. And then, and then my corporal just walked over there and he was like, What? What's that? And he said it again. And he's like, Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good for him. And he spent, he spent a reasonable amount of time in his own filth. In his own filth for yep. a while. <laughs> good. And then we gave him a rag and a bucket of, and a cup of water and he cleaned himself up. Nice. <laughs> wow. Some people. Oh, I know. It's awesome, though. No kidding. <laughs> and then some of the acid cleaners that, like, the trustees have to use. and st- Like, that stuff apparently, like, kills AIDS. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know wow. what the hell it is, yeah. but it's got to be, like, heavy-duty shit. Big old carcinogen of some sort. Oh, yeah. It's something. I don't know what the hell it is. but Yeah. Huh. 
Oh man, oh man, oh people. man. I had to drop this little because I didn't hit it this day in history. There wasn't much going on today. I've, King John puts his seal on Magna Carta. Yeah. Kind of a big deal-ish. It's a big deal-ish, but not many people even know what Magna Carta is. Yeah. Great charter. Document essentially a peace treaty between John and his barons. King would respect feudal rights and privileges, uphold the freedom of the church, and maintain the nation's laws. Not really a huge thing for and us. And that's like the only thing. As America. Yeah, that that really was yeah, the only thing. No, June 15th. That, that's a wrap, folks. Yep. But. Ooh. But. Let's see. I've got a, I've got a hero talk. Oh, Perry, you do? Unless Perry does. Do you have a hero yeah. talk of any sorts? I don't. You I don't? I, I kind of thought about looking for some medical thing, but I never did. Well, we're going to bring you back again because I don't think we're going to be able to do our chip challenge today because Darian hasn't got back to me. I, I know. Partial pussing out and he has work to do. So I was like, Shh, I'm busy very weekend. happy he's not here. Yeah. Well, I'm a little disappointed. Yeah. I know you would be. But we'll bring you back because I didn't, I forgot. I think you'd mentioned to me that you liked hot stuff. I forgot that you'd do. So you'll be one to enjoy because I'm not seasoned. I, li- I don't mind hot stuff. I'll, I, I enjoy I, it. He doesn't care for Tabasco, really. I just don't <laughs> like the smokiness of the Tabasco. The heat doesn't bother me okay, with Tabasco. That's right, it's the that's flavor right. of Tabasco that okay. I don't like. That's true. Um, um, so my, us, we'll be, like, we'll be like the little girls, and I, you'll be like the seasoned vet of like yeah. hot stuff. And then Darian, he's like, he's he'll like, be I've got like medical a, issues. I don't know if I can do it. I'm like, oh, bullshit. No. We got a, we got a paramedic up. here. He'll be yeah, all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get it figured out. Plus, I don't. My tolerance for hot food was like super low, and then I went to the police academy where they expose us to the OC, mm. and it did go up. Like I can tolerate more now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I still don't think it's very high. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like that much. Like I, I bought a, a hot sauce at my house that's like a Serrano habanero mixed hot sauce. Oh yeah, and I think that shit's pretty pretty toasty. Yeah. <laughs> This isn't too bad. It's pretty good. Yeah, let me try it. Ooh. It's got, but it's just like you were saying earlier. Like I can do hot as long as it's got the flavor. Yeah. If oh, it's absolutely. just hot, that's dumb. Yeah. It's just like when you go out shooting guns. Like you don't want a gun that you're going to shoot once and then your shoulders going to feel completely fucked yeah. for the next week. Right. Like that's just not fun. No. You want something you can shoot all day long and that's then still. Twenty two is still amazing. Right. Yeah. Last year, a uh, guy in Moscow, Irish spikes hot sauce. He came oh, yeah. out with a pumpkin reaper sauce, and <gasps> his slogan was, put this in your latte and sip it. So my buddy That's and I genius. actually did that and made a video and sent it to him. Sweet. But we also took straight shots of it. Yeah. Was it and tasty? It actually is really, really good. That sounds good. It, yeah. it was good and warm. He's the same one who made Does he make the vandal sauces, too? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Green, I love his green vandal, vandal green sauce. sauce. Oh. Yeah. I used to love the red, but that green is just, uh, the flavor is yeah. phenomenal. Not you and super I, hot. What was the yeah. restaurant you or and I went all. up to? Uh, it's the breakfast club. Breakfast club, yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. We went up and got omelets, and I just coated mine mm-hmm. in that green sauce because yeah. it's so good. It's or the not, kitchen sink. It's not hot. No, but, but the flavor is amazing. Un- unreal. Yep. Spectacular. He's got some others that he's coming out with. He's got a drunken red sauce that I've had a bottle of. Uh, my buddy ended up with two other ones from him that were brand new, and both just everything he does is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, we um, stew up there at Spiral Rock. He has a bunch of his sauces that... Hmm. He brought out and we tried. Um, yeah, super good. Super good flavor. What was our time when we last paused? Yeah. We're about 25. We may need one more quick break. Okay. Let's go and hit we'll it since, right so that way we don't cut ourselves off here. After these messages. We're back. Yeah. We're talking about some hot sauce. We're talking about delicious stuff. Yeah. Coffee, cigars, hot sauce, steak, meat, whatever. 
all of the above. All of yeah. the above. No, it's been a good episode. It's been fun. It's been fun. What'd you have for Hero Talk? Hero Talk. Yes. Yeah. So I've got San Diego police officer Jonathan Weiss. I'm gonna go with Weiss because I grew up with a girl that had the same last name spelling. Um. Anyhow, rabbit was almost at Sunset Cliffs early Saturday when a lieutenant radioed that the suicide that the suicidal driver police have been looking for had just driven off the cliffs. The man's wife had called the sheriff's department around 4.30 a.m. reporting that her husband had taken off with their two-year-old girls with plans to drive off the San Diego Coronado Bridge. So two... Twins, I'm two, assuming. So two one-year-old girls. They're two-year-old. They're two... Yeah, two-year-old girls. Yes, you're right. So, so twins. Twins, one year old. Okay. One year Following, old. tracking. Yep. Sheriff's dispatcher notified San Diego police and put out a description of the family and their tan pickup. After police traced the man's cell phone to Sunset Cliff, Police Lieutenant Dave Batista Probably. located the truck on Hill Street near Cornosha, Cornish Drive. As soon as Batista got close, the driver sped off and creamed off the edge, plunging into the ocean below. Oh, shit. Wise was on his way from San Diego Coronado Bridge when he had been keeping an eye out for the truck when he heard the radio call. Literally, my heart sank, Weiss, Weiss said. Sunday, he thought to himself, please tell me the girls were not in the car. When he got up to the scene moments later, he ran behind Batista to the edge of the cliff. They saw the truck upside down, smashed on a rock with the cab underwater. We said his first thought was that no one survived. Then he saw the motions of the man holding onto the two girls. We a 22-year veteran of the force and the father of a two-year-old girl and a four-year-old boy said his dad instincts kicked in. His first thought was to jump off the edge, but it was dark out and the cliff side was rocky so he thought of a 100 foot long canine leash used for swap missions the canine officer stripped off his gun belt and vest wrapped the leash around his chest and threw one end over the cliff he gave the other end to arriving officers said hang on i'm going he they lowered him down about 30 feet onto the rocks where we got in the water and swam to the family his uniform and boots still on the man was treading water with the girl with a girl in each arm i give it to him at least he realized he'd fucked up and was going to save him one girl was crying, holding on to the man's neck. The other appeared to be lifeless, we said. Because of the report of the man's suicidal thoughts, we thought it best to rescue all three and not leave the man behind. We remembered his water survival training from the Marine Corps boot camp, swam under the trio, then he pushed them to shore, keeping them above water. At the bottom of the cliff, he put the girl who appeared to be in worse shape in a canvas bag. Using the same leash, officers hoisted the girl up the cliff's edge. With the help of riding San Diego fire personnel, they repeated the process to rescue the second girl. Uh, the man was banged up pretty good, we said. Um, the hel- a helicopter hoisted him up. Three were taken to the hospital. They were expected to survive. It doesn't say if they did or not. This article is written I'm shortly after. Um, if it says they're expected to, though, yeah. nobody wasn't critical or anything like that. Yeah. But, yeah, North San Diego Business Chamber last September recognized Weiss and other officers for heroism and cur- courage in the... Wait, the rescue wasn't the first time we had jumped in action. He was the officer who arrested the suspect in the shooting in, at the Chabad of Poway in April 2019 that left Lori Lynn Gilbert K. dead and three others wounded. Heard a radio dispatch regarding shots fired in Rancho Bernard. Oh, an active shooter situation. Yeah, and raced off to the di- direction at about 130 miles an hour, reaching the suspect's car about 10 minutes. Heard John Timothy Ernest out of the car and handcuffed him. Huh. But Damn. This guy had... A little bit of a hero belt. Yeah. yeah. I'm smelling some recruitment. Right? <laughs> yeah. You're going to bring them over to us. Well, not us, but somebody else. Yeah. Oh. I, 
I'd call the dude. Right. <laughs> I'd no call kidding. him at least and be like, hey, man. Uh, right. Oh, yeah. for, oh, for, yeah, I get you. Okay, I'm tracking. Um, but yeah, actually, there's a video of it. If anybody wants to check that out, there's a video of him. What, web, what website's that on? Uh, this one's on Police One. Oh, of course. SDBD canine officer uses dog leash to rappel down sunset cliffs to rescue two girls. Police One, the only website that actually talks about cool things that cops do. Right, exactly. Instead of shitty things that cops do. It brings them up, but it brings them in a non-biased light for yeah. learning purposes. Well, exactly, but we also need to bring up like when people do cool shit like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, why it's, not? It doesn't get... Well, even the deaths of officers right now mean nothing to anybody. <sighs> That's what I had to wrap up, because just like last time when we just brought up because names aren't being mentioned since all this protest stuff came out. And since the last time we did a show, um, five we've lost five more. Oh, shit. Um, let's see. So, Sergeant Damon Gutzwiller, I hope I'm getting that right, the Santa Cruz County Sheriff's Office, uh, died of gunfire on the 6th. Border Patrol Agent Johan Mordan, uh, United States Department of Homeland Security Customs Border Protection, Says he passed away on the 11th of a, of some duty related illness. Not mm. sure. I think I read in an article that he fell off a cliff. He fell off of, like some kind of embankment or something like that. Uh, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Uh, Deputy Sheriff James Blair of the Simpson County Sheriff's Office in Mississippi passed away on the 12th due to gunfire. Police Officer Dale T. Provins Jr. of the Jefferson Hills. Bur- Borough Police Department in Pennsylvania passed away on the 13th in an automobile crash and on the 14th which was what's the date today yesterday yesterday uh, wildlife officer Julian Keene Jr. of the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission uh, passed away due to gunfire when he was trying to stop a hit and run suspect vehicle yeah I read that one sad (sighs) damn it fortunately it will continue on this way as it always has Unfortunately. But zero is our goal. Yep. That's what the, what's the initiative, the below 100 initiative? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's sad that we have to set our hopes to 100. Yeah. yeah. Like, you'd think we should set it to, how about none? And then we'll go from there. Right. Exactly. Unfortunate. Yeah. Oh, so man. Well, rest right, in peace. Man. Right. Damn heroes. Every... Every one of them. Stinking last mm-hmm. one of them. Exactly. Well, all right, good, man. gents. Oh, good. Yeah. Golly Good molly. coffee. Good talks. Been good times. Yeah. Thank talks. you again, good by talks. the way. Yeah, no Thank problem. Thank you for the I coffee. Love Thank sharing you for coming coffee. on. Yeah. It's been and, a damn And good didn't one. even offend all your viewers or your listeners like I said I probably would. So. <gasps> we can do that next time. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, like seven of them will be all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our audience may have varies like 7 to 30, depending I gotta, on it. i got to check the analytics. We went international like a month ago, so we'll have yeah, to check so into that. Yeah, we'll take a look at that. Yeah, but, okay. Do we have anything else? Are we good? I think we're good, yeah. I think we're it's, good. It's been good. I didn't get as fine. angry as I thought I was going to on this episode. Probably because no. I had good coffee. <laughs> Kept it light. Good coffee yeah. solves the world's problems. Took there my anger out on the gym earlier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, you beautiful Americans. Well, until next time. We will talk to you soon. Be good to each other. Have have fine beverages. Have fine conversations. Love each other. Be nice, for God's sake. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks again, Perry, for coming on. Absolutely. God, God bless America. <laughs>